Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. Now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble!
Christmas, and welcome to Sibling Rivalry. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Islich. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's working on a pitch to get his own podcast show. I don't need a pitch, I just, never mind. So, how was Christmas? Well, no. It's not Christmas yet. No. Pretty soon. Yeah. We're here at Rebecca's home in Apple Valley, California, about five minutes away from my house. Uh, her Christmas tree is all nice and lit up, and there is literally tons of Christmas presents. Wait, wait, let me see something real fast. So I have to tell you something about mom, okay? So I didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't get. I only got every like one present. She's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna have a lot of money this year. Either. I'm gonna get everyone one preg- one present." She comes with all this. <laughs> and she, I'm like, what do you mean you're going to get everybody one present? So this isn't me. This is mom. I don't know what she, she lied. Well, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas out there. One of the things I wanted to talk about today, obviously, we have a, a mixed creed, mixed religion people that come and listen. Yeah. Uh, for us, we're, we're Christian-based people. So we celebrate what we believe is tradition, is, you know, the birth of Jesus Christ. There's the pagans, you know, which we both have very good pagan friends, you know, and, and that's the, the birth of the sun, you know, physically, S-U-N, sun. Yeah. And then there's just some angry people out there that just don't like to celebrate, which, you know, they do have medicine for that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I was sitting there wondering about the whole Christian thing. Who do you think is more... In, in the, the public eye. Do you think it's a Santa Claus figure? Or do you think it's a more religious figure like, you know, Jesus? I, I think it's half and half. Because a lot of people who are Christians, you know, they rec- to their kids they recognize Santa to their kids. Right. But they say, you know, it's about Jesus' birthday. And then some people do celebrate Christmas for Santa Claus. Right. But I think I think it's half and half. What about you? I agree. I, I, mean, I believe that, like, Santa Claus is bigger because, you know... Every, of the marketing you know, kind of market, thing. Yeah. yeah, marketing type thing. Like, you go out and you go to the store and everything is Santa Claus. You might find, like, one or two little nativity sets. Right. But Santa Claus is where they make their money. See, for us folks, one of the drawbacks for Christmas with Rebecca and I, we were taught... We, we never believed in Santa Claus. Yeah. And, and so we, we never had that experience. Did you believe in Santa Claus as a child? Um, very early on. Until I realized they just said the presents in the closet. <laughs> and I got into them one year. I think if, if mom would have told me there's a Santa Claus, I probably would have acted a lot better when I was little. <laughs> probably. Um, now, for our brother, which... We never speak about, but there is actually a, a middle child between the two of us. Uh, his name is Randy Jr. He grew up believing in the Easter Bunny. Everything. <laughs> the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. And see, folks, we grew up, literally, we never believed in the Easter Bunny. We never believed in Tooth Fairies or Christmas or the Leprechauns. and We never believed in any of that stuff because our, our mom was very pro Religion Would that yeah. be appropriate statement? Yeah. So, you know, she never taught us about it. <laughs> so we never... Maybe that's why we're so imaginative. Maybe. <laughs> but our, our middle brother, Randy, he grew up believing this. And 
one of the I was the unfortunate person that had to break it to him. I think we were at the age of 10 or at age 11. And I had to break it to him that there was no Santa Claus. Now, mind you, I'm almost six foot two. But, you know, back then I wasn't that tall, obviously. Yeah. But I, I was tall for my, my size and whatnot. Randy has always towered both of us. You know, yeah. he's super what, tall. What is he, like six, 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 seven. six, 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 seven. six? Okay, between six, 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 seven. He's a very big guy. Um, and he was always big growing up. He was always bigger than me. Now, I want you to imagine you have two 10 or 11-year-olds standing in a small little living room. And one is all excited because Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> and the cynical Dave, which I guess has happened at an early age somewhere, thought it would be funny to say there is no such thing as Santa Claus. Now, mind you, this behemoth of a child <laughs> burst into tears he was weeping and he looked at me dead in my eyes and he goes the next thing you're gonna tell me is there's no Easter bunny <laughs> <laughs> and I had to break it to him you know yes there, there's no such thing as the Easter bunny no now for my kids, I decided that, um, I don't know if Jade never actually bought the idea of Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. I know now that, you know, he's 11. Um, Lacey will say something about Santa Claus, and he rolls on him, yeah, well, okay, you know, go off his tour. Yeah. So, it's very evident that he knows, you know, where the presents come from. It yeah. comes from Dad's wallet, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to try to install that because... I think that is something that we lacked as children is not, you know, because in school and whatnot, you know, that was that the kids, they were in groups, they were all excited about, you know, Santa Claus. But for us, we were kind of always the outcast because we never believed in it. So we, we never really participated in at that yeah. level. So I, I'm raising my kids to, to believe in Santa Claus. Now, fortunately for me with Jaden, like I said, you know, he doesn't, believe it but he's just going along to make Lacey feel good that's pretty much what yeah. it goes down to yeah um you know so I never had to actually break it to him you know there's no such Figured thing it out on his own, basically. um and with Zoe I don't know you know because she's such well she's only one yeah you know and there's many years down the road to to that point I don't know how I'm going to approach it obviously I'm going to approach it a lot more tenderly with my own kids than I am going to do with my brother <laughs> Um, one of the things I was doing is I was doing Christmas shopping and I was just seeing what, you know, was hot on Christmas and whatnot. So I was on Google and I typed in Christmas and, and then something about Jaden wanted Iron Man comic books for Christmas. Yeah. And so I think I put in Christmas comic books or something, you know, a Christmas gift comic books or whatever, trying to find, you know, something good. And I came up with these two independently made comic books. One was called Battle Axe Santa. What? And what was it? Jesus Jesus Warrior? Oh my gosh. And pretty much what it was is Santa was big and buff. You know, he, he still looked like Santa, but he was just like, you know, professional mm -hmm. WWE guy. Mm -hmm. And he carried this big battle axe. Yeah. And he would go and he would fight the, the evil gnomes. Oh to God, like a marauder, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he was out 
you know, trying to deliver presents, mm. but he had to fight the evil gnomes because the evil gnomes were trying to, you know, take the presents from him so yeah. the kids couldn't have Christmas. And then, of course, the the Jesus warrior one was how Jesus was trying to spread love to the world, and, and then Satan came in, and they had a fight and whatnot. It, they were both very imaginative, mm-hmm. not very well written, not very well... Well, no, the artwork was decent. It was decent for where it came out. Yeah. Because it was an older book. I think it came out in, like, 93, I think. 92, 93. Yeah. So, um, so the artwork was okay. The story was, eh, But, you know, the idea of the concept Sounds was Sounds pretty funny. So, my question is, who would win? Would it be Battleaxe Santa or Jesus Warrior? Who do you think would win? Well. The characters themselves or the comic? The what? The, the characters themselves or the comic? The characters themselves. It's a hard one. Well, because I'm, I'm saying, like, they both have powers, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. They're both magical beings. Don't don't hate me for saying Jesus is magical, okay? I don't mean, like, magic magical. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. When I, when I think of, like, Jesus warrior, I think of, like, Jesus with a friggin', like, machine gun in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a sword... And obviously, it was the the, the it was like a claymore. <laughs> well, it was uh, the cross, mm-hmm. and then it, it turned into a sword. And he had an optic blast, like Cyclops optic blast oh, kind of thing. Cool. So I thought that was cool. But Santa, he had his his flesh eating reindeer what? that flew. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like I said, um, he had the big battle axe. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I I think I would lean towards more of the, the Jesus yeah. warrior character. Now, the way I see the Jesus warrior, and let me describe how it was drawn. The ultimate warrior, a wrestler. Do you know the ultimate warrior, the wrestler? Do you remember I the ultimate warrior? I don't remember. He was a steroid freak. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had muscles on muscles, veins popping out. He was just like, you know, huge. He had... Um, long hair and he had this face paint and he was just they used to call him Captain Schizo because he was just so active well this is kind of the way Jesus looked of course he had his his um, you know his garb and all that on yeah. but he still you know he, he looked like the ultimate warrior yeah. so now that I'm thinking about actually Jesus warrior ultimate warrior I, I think maybe that was an inspiration yeah um, uh, yeah I think I would have to go with the Jesus warrior on, on the winner on that one. You know, unless, you know, maybe maybe Santa had like, I don't know, Kung Fu grip or something. I, <laughs> I, I didn't read the whole thing, obviously, because it was just a limited, I could read so much of it and, yeah. and you know, then I had to pay and the quality and material just wasn't good enough to pay what they wanted. I think they wanted like six bucks for a PDF download for each one and I was like, nah, nothing. So, um. Yeah, that that's. I think I'd go with. I don't know though. I mean, and let me clarify something, okay? Talking about fictional characters. Now I'm not saying Jesus is a fictional character. I'm talking about written fi- fictional yeah. characters. I'm not talking about Jesus. You know, the ones that we believe in. Yeah. 
or Santa, which maybe you know children believe in. I'm talking about someone sat down and wrote these two stories. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Because, like I said, Santa had those flesh-eating reindeer. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd go with Santa. They they looked pretty vicious. <laughs> it makes me think of the episode of South Park where they go to Santa's... Uh, his, did you watch it with me? I think so. They go to his workshop in North, the North Pole and Santa has, is like really sick. He's dying. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. All, the rain, all, all the reindeer... All the elves are inbred and they're all deformed. And his reindeer... <laughs> What happens is, okay, the inbred elves, when they they are so, so overworked, they walk outside and they die, and the reindeers start eating them. So the reindeers become vicious, flesh-eating reindeers. They're all crazy. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. That's what I, mean, that's what I thought in my head when you said that. I was like, oh gosh. So tomorrow we're gonna go, and you're gonna come to my house for Christmas, right? You yes. and Aaron are both gonna yeah. do Christmas dinner. Um, we're going to have uh, a nice little get together. Um, I'm trying to think of what's on the menu. I know prime rib, hopefully. Yeah, Lacey is making prime rib. That is on the menu, but I don't know what other stuff we're going to have. Um, one of the things also, and I, I originally <coughs> told you that I, I wasn't going to touch on this because I did um, have planned to talk with Sadie about this tomorrow mm-hmm. on Christmas Day, is the the Mayans. And for the record, I'd like to say... Ha ha, the Mayans were wrong. We're still alive. Um, I never figured out the whole connection because, and again, we, we kind of just chit-chatted on this a little bit before, is it's a calendar. Yeah. Okay? Back then, they didn't have the, the printing press that we had so we can make a calendar every single year. Mm. They have one big old rock and a lot of free time. Yeah. So that's kind of where they went. And and nowhere does it say the Mayans <coughs> believed predicted yeah. this. They didn't predict anything. That's the they ended there and that was it. Because if you look at it, history says that the Mayans didn't believe in the same kind of uh, time system we have. Yeah. Well so we've the days changed. were shorter. Yeah. The days were shorter. There was more days. In the week. Yeah. Well, and for us, we've changed calendars twice. You know, now we're in the Gregorian calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Gregorian calendar is actually starting to become obsolete, so they're actually working on a new type of calendar. So what we know as days, weeks, and years might actually change in our lifetime. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> it just it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I don't understand the doomsday sayers you know what what is up their ass the end is near yes. I'm holding a sign up to look like a buffoon <laughs> pretty much yeah I mean and, and they, they've even got those um on what is it some network TV you know the, the they're doomsday preparers or something like that you know they're just like oh yeah uh, I have a question is that on AMC or something if or the world is going to end it would have ended Ended? No, no, not even that. The world's gonna, it was gonna end. Mm-hmm. Stocking up and all this shit, doing all this preparation is not gonna do anything because the world is going to end. Everybody is going to die. It doesn't make, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're underground or not. <laughs> exactly. 
You don't think a missile's gonna blow up that Well, they're trying to say that, you know, tsunamis and all that crap. 2012, you, you've seen the movie, I think, have you? Yeah, I have, yeah. but it doesn't change the fact that the weight of water... <laughs> You'd be stuck under there. Forever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The weight of buildings. You're done. You're going to die. You're going to run out of food. Well, you're going to run out of air first. Yeah. Yeah. So, haha, we live. I, I'm just not down with the doomsday sayers. They just, for some reason, they get under my skin. Yeah. You know, live your life. Enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't just... Focus on Doomsday, man. Just if you're focused on Doomsday, you're gonna lose out on a lot of shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why like, I get irritated. People are like, "This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen." It irritates me. If it happens, it happens. Just live, because there's nothing you can do to stop. If it's gonna happen, there's nothing you can do to stop it. Right. I, I gotta laugh at the people that think that aliens are gonna come and take us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's not gonna work. I mean. Come on, use your brain. Reality is reality. I mean, faith is faith. I I, I can respect yeah. e- even other people's faith. I respect that, you know, because yeah. that's that's a boundary that you don't cross because that's their own personal belief. Mm-hmm. But you've got to employ some type of realism. Yeah. Yeah, you got to think logically in these times and ages. You can't just be like, the world's gonna end in a week. What? Um, so now we've we've got uh, what? How many other? more years to live before the next doomsday <laughs> yeah. day. I remember the the Y2K thing mm-hmm. yep. and then supposedly on May 21st was supposed to be the rapture and then they had the 666 thing mm-hmm. we're all gonna die on 666 there's been some, every year it seems like there's something I, 11, 11, 11 mm-hmm. was there something for yes, yep. yes there was last year something for 11, 11, 11 Oh, and I got me a Slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the world's gonna end? Yeah, free Slurpees. Oh, 7-Eleven day, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was good. Wow, that was kind of an interesting turn from, you know, the, the battling Jesus and Santa to I know. the doomsday prophecy. Um, one of the things also that I wanted to bring up is, and you kind of touched on it, was the rapture thing. Now, can you tell me the whole story behind that? I, I can't really say much about it. All I know was, uh, was it people, it was Catholics? Or was it Christian? Well, originally, the the rapture, I believe, was through a, a Christian, you know, born-again Christian-based belief, but I'm not 100% sure. Well, apparently, I guess, uh, don't ask me how I got to this, but I only, I was like, I was looking up, uh, recent events mm-hmm. for Vegas because around that time I heard that, you know, Romstein would be coming around the time of my birthday. So I was like, I was looking, I was like, oh, when's it going to be, when's it going to be, when's it going to be? And somehow I, I, I ended up going to some site that it had like a... It was like not even like an article. It was like the front of a newspaper, of, or maybe a brochure or something. And it was like May twenty first. Uh, what was it? Two thousand ten. It was like, or no, it was last year, right? Yeah, it was last year. It was like yeah, May twenty first, two thousand eleven. Uh, the rapture, blah 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 blah. Uh, 
I, it was saying something about a bunch of people going to the church or whatever right. and praying. <laughs> I was like, what? What made them think it was going to happen? I had no idea. Do you Okay, do you know the the story of a rapture? Do you know what's supposed to happen with a rapture? That's when everybody's taken to heaven, right? It, those without sin, right? Right. Um, so it's, and some believe, not everybody, you know, some Christians believe that before World War III, which I have a whole nother segue into that, <laughs> um, before all the trials and the tribulations and everything happens, the the blessed, holy, will will be a, you know ascend up to, to yeah. heaven before all this goes down. Um, the reason I asked you about the rapture is because the guy who the reverend who said that the rapture was going to come has been on TV before. I remember this, and then after the whole rapture thing, he was nowhere to be found. Right, but back. Back in early 90s, he came on and he said, well, the world's going to end. And, okay, so that caught my attention. I'm like, okay, when is the world going to end? And he goes, like, May 8th, 1994. I'm like, why does it have to be on my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let me have some presents and cake before we croak, man. Um, yeah, so he's, he's, he's gone on record many times saying that the world's yeah. going to end. It hasn't then last time... Uh, well, is May again? Mm-hmm. I don't know what his thing is with May. Leave May alone, dude. Uh, the week before my <laughs> birthday, I'm like, geez. Um, you know, and then he came out a couple months later, and he's like, I figured <laughs> it wrong. Now, nobody really understands his mathematical equations, and I mean, you have college, you know, ma- um, math under your belt. Yeah. I have college math under my belt, so we're not stupid when yeah. it comes to math. But when he was like, well, we do this and divide it by this and find the square root and divide, you know. I I remember reading about this now. I forgot about it, but when you said that, it came to me. There was a webpage set up, and it talked about how he calculated his dates, and it has to do with the books of the Bible. And some he, it's, he supposedly can read the Bible, and he gets these messages out of it. He, and you can learn how to do it, too, supposedly, you know. For a price, of course. But buy the book for seventy nine ninety five. I remember reading about him because after that had happened, he set up this big foundation. Uh-huh. And all the people who thought they were gonna die sold all their stuff, their house, everything that they owned, and gave him the money for it. Yeah. Old I heard people about that. uh you know, elderly people, people who had kids and families, and after that that he couldn't even be contacted. No, he he disappeared. He disappeared with all their money. Millions of dollars. People were homeless. This guy, and because this one guy, he's like, I really believed that the rapture was going to come. He goes, now I don't have a home. That's sad. Yeah. What he should have done is instead of going out and saying this is really going to happen, he should have wrote it down. He should have called like Jerry Brockheimer and said, <laughs> I've got a script for you. And then <laughs> Brockheimer would have taken it and fucked it all up. And then you know it would have came out and made millions of dollars that way. Yeah. And nobody would have got hurt. Exactly. There, so there's another hint. If by chance, for some weird reason, you listen to the Jason Modcast shows, write a script. Speaking of writing scripts, um, I've been working on a movie script since uh, I think it was June is when I started working on a movie script, and I, I've gotten in quite a few pages and I started rereading it and I'm like realized what I was doing. I was rewriting Body Bag. <laughs> 
And for the people <coughs> out there, Body Bag was a, a script. I, I think I can say safely say now at this point in the stage is a script that I've developed. I may have not. I've co-created the original concept, but I have created the script. Yeah. And doing so, I've decided to take what I've written, put it in into the old context of the body bag, and I think I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to try my hand at make, making a movie. I, I want to try body bag. I have. I don't know if I said. It. <sighs> That's the problem with the shows. I do so many different shows. I can't remember what I say on what show. Yeah. For I'll I'll, I'll direct this towards Aaron because Aaron doesn't really know as much of what I've done. You know, public, you know, publication-wise, as to you, because you know pretty much everything I've done. Yeah. Everything that I've set out to do, mm-hmm. the comic books I've done, the websites, the webzines I've done, the calendars I've done, the novelettes I've done, the novels I've done, the anthologies I've done, everything that I've set out to do, I've accomplished everything except one thing make a movie and that's one of those things that just eats at my soul all the time <laughs> well apparently if you make a, if you spend enough money on CGI and cameras and stuff put it on YouTube you can make it a movie cause that's how uh, remember when we were at Toys R Us the other day remember I, you were like you know what movie do you want to pick out you know whatever I was like, eh, I don't really see anything interesting. And something caught my attention. I was like, there was a little, it was a DVD of this Halo, uh, not really a movie, but it was sort of like a series on YouTube, and they made it into a full-length movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Now, but how do you make money out of that? You can, uh, some of the, uh, the people on YouTube will subscribe you get popular enough or whatever, right. they'll, uh, some people will try to get you on a contract for something and you can get money from it. Well, see, I would go, and I, I'm just going to be honest, mm-hmm. we have a cousin that was the former president of Sony Pictures, you know, and he's he's connected into that world. I think I would try my hand with that direction yeah. first, you know, then try to win some contest or, or yeah. go out. Because I'm, at, you know, I'm almost 36, and 40 is closer than it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm closer to 40 than I am to 20. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of past that whole try your hand to win something. Yeah, it, it just to me it feels like a waste of time. So mm-hmm. I think because we'll find out soon if the if the person and I, I've concealed the name I haven't talked about who I've been talking to about becoming the CEO of of MythWorks Mm -hmm. if she says yes then that's going to open up more time for me and I think I'm pretty sure that I'm about ready to to do something as far as making a movie and I know one of the first questions that pop into people's head is well where are you going to make that money and I think we could realistically make mm-hmm. a very good body bag for $25,000. Yeah. What there is, and I didn't realize this until, I, I don't remember where I heard it, maybe on the radio or something. There's websites that you can go and ask for donations. And I figured, well, what the hell? 
you know yeah. there's big name studios <laughs> that are asking for donations yeah so I figured let's try that let's try to raise twenty five thousand dollars and I know what you're talking about too because I've seen people use it before it's uh people that do podcasts and stuff like that so sort of something like this or do live streams on the internet mm -hmm. they uh they'll have like uh they'll be talking about something you know blah 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 chit chat and they'll be like well you know they'll so they'll, they'll not really lean into it they'll just be like well blah 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 but if I get the money to do this which you can help by donating down below blah 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 then I could do this and then we'd have a bunch more stuff blah 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 you know? right well what I'm thinking is is making it you know, I'm not doing the dollar thing. Yeah. That's a waste of time. $10 is a waste of time. Minimum donation is like 100 bucks. 100 bucks you're you're going to get your 100 bucks plus you know, a piece of the profit because you're an investor. So obviously you you will get your 100 bucks back plus some. Yeah. And same put you a walk on or something. Um, you know, you, you throw out a thousand bucks okay well you're gonna get your thousand bucks back and plus the cut of the profit plus maybe we'll give you a cameo yeah and if somebody actually wants to go and you know pay for half the movie I will write a piece for them in the movie <laughs> And I'm not just talking one or two lines. I will actually put them in the movie to yeah. do this. And so we're just a sneeze away from 2013. So I think let's just look at pre-production, say like 2015. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would really, you know, and, and I, I don't want to sound like, and you, you say... I don't think you've actually ever said it on air, but you've told me, you've told Aaron, you know, that you think I'm very egotistical. True. Maybe it is because of my ego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your head's getting pretty big. <laughs> but it's it's the thing, you know, even to the point of now, okay? Two months before we started recording, I called you and I said, I am starting a podcast network. And what happened? We started. I started a podcast network. Yeah. It's just, and I'm not bragging. I'm really not bragging. It's just because it's just something that you've accomplished. It's, it's not like you say you do one thing, completely do a 360, and do the other thing. He usually does what he says he's going to do, if it's in his power. And you know that was the only thing because I learned a lot from the first pre pre production. Mm. Unfortunately, I don't work the amount of hours of what I did back in 2006 when we started pre-production for the original body bag. Mm. You know, I raised myself, I raised $10,000 for the movie. That was my own money. That was no investors, that was no nothing. It was just but back then I felt that what I could do now for 25,000 I I could done then, you know, for 10. Yeah. It's just the inflation; everything's gone up, so that's why there's more money. Um, but I, I learned so much, like hire real actors, and, and and despite that the fact that a person may look 
almost identical of what you see in your in your head as a character. If they don't have an acting credential behind them, just pass. Don't care how good of a friend they are, because in the end, that number one could screw up your whole production. And that's kind of what happened with us with Body Bag is because we had someone that we casted for the lead female and she was a good friend of mine she actually did have a little bit of stage acting in the past and she looked very similar to what I had the idea of Dawn look like well due to personal relationships um, there was a conflict with the script and I was not willing to renegotiate you know two weeks in in before shooting Mm -hmm. rewrite the script Mm-hmm. For certain parts, um, you know, my stuff. I've always been told that I tell a good story, but what what I really do the best is dialogue. Yeah, it's very believable. And to mash good dialogue into certain scenes to make it very believable, because if you don't have a physical relationship with someone, especially a brand new boyfriend girlfriend, yeah. You have a very, you know, that's pretty much what's on your mind, mm-hmm. is a physical relationship. So if if two people met, they become a couple, and they don't have a physical relationship, that's not believable. Yeah, you're right. like, what, you know, which one's closet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I wasn't going to jeopardize the quality of my story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, two weeks before we started shooting, you know, we were just looking. Didn't I had you online looking for cameras at that point, didn't I? Yeah. And she dropped out and then, you know, Ron died, who was going to play the professor. Uh, He he actually, he did. He croaked. Um, (laughs) I know that's what I mean, but he did. He he died. He He was young, too. He was about 38. And then this one guy knew who was going to play a doctor with this nurse that I knew, who was actually a real nurse. And I figured, well, that kind of fit, because she was a real nurse. Yeah. They had been a couple before. I'm like, holy shit. I didn't even know you knew each other. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not, uh-uh, I'm not going near her. So they both dropped out. And, and at this point, I'm like, huh. And then the whole Russo thing with what, you know, the, the who had the rights to body. Yeah. Because... Though it was, some of it was his idea. Originally, it was the story of the class of 2001. But if you look at the outline to the class of 2001 to Body Bag, it's it's very, I don't want to say different, because there is some similarities, but it's it's different. Yeah. You know, class of 2001 was the original concept of Body Bag, and it took, the majority of it took place inside a school. And it was a high school at that. Yeah. Class of 2001. Um... You know, yes, I did. I took him out of high school. I made him older just because you can do so much more stuff with older, you know, people. You don't have to have them, you know, my age. You don't even have them to have them your age. You know, just... Yeah, your age. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it it works because, you know, there's no legal boundaries to where you can push it. Yeah. And the, the figure, I created the figure. Jason, who is the lead character... The lead male character. I created him. Bruce, the primary. I created him. I came up with the concept of the chick 
But Russo named her Dawn. He did name a character. I'm the one that said it in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who came up with this whole scheme of okay, we're gonna lead fake clues to who you know who these people, who you think is gonna be the killer. And I purposely went in there and wrote you know like oh then you're like oh Bruce is definitely the killer or oh no Jason's definitely the killer and you're like oh no 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 it's it's Don it's Don and then you go oh it's Bruce again. I did that purposely. There was none of that in the original concept. Um, the machete thing, that was my idea. You know, he he wanted Russo, when I say he, um, he just wanted, like, random objects. He felt that it was more realistic than just carrying around the blade, which I do agree, that's more realistic. But the, the, the whole persona of a machete reflects back on Friday the 13th, and it's very ominous. It may not be 100% believable, but you yeah. have that sense of, of being ominous yeah. and being threatening. Okay, I'm sorry. I just went off on a whole, whole long tangent. I'm sorry. Um, so I say that I created... Well, I, I definitely created the new script. Um, I created the majority of the characters. I created the scenes. And I would like to start working on that. Should make a Christmas themed one. Christmas theme? Yeah. <laughs> Have the weapon of choice, the Christmas tree top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, when you decide to start getting this started, I will do the hair and makeup. Okay. So, since this is our Christmas um, episode, you know how, like, all our podcasts we have underlying music. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we have our. Our Michael Buffer introduction every episode. I was thinking more along the lines of a Christmas song introduction. Yeah. I was thinking something like, uh, what is it, Jingle Bombs? <laughs> you know, from Ahmed um, oh, yeah. in the Terrace? Now, <clears throat> can I get away with that? Or what do you think I could get sued? Uh, is it. Is there like a place where there's profit being made off of it? From well, yeah, actually, yeah, because when you download the premiums, Mm. you copyright and you can't use it. Yeah, you you start with the the intro song, and then it goes into our podcast. Mm. Unless you know, for premiums, it would probably be a pain in the ass for me to do on premiums. Is just put our regular song on premium. And then, I don't know. I'll think. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, Jingle Bombs would be a, a good introduction for our Christmas segment. Um, so Christmas is tomorrow. I can't believe it's got here so fast. Oh my God. Uh, what are you guys wanting for Christmas this year? Anything? He already got what he wanted. I already got what I wanted. So. Okay, well, let's go from there. What do you, what'd you get? Uh, we mentioned it last episode, I think, right? I think so. Uh, the little... DJ controller with an iPod dock on it. That thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What'd you get, Bets? Well, well, I got clothes and makeup, but I already got that a long time ago. Right. <laughs> but I got my wedding band and my engagement ring. You got that for Christmas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I made him buy me something. I was like, you're buying me something for Christmas. <laughs> uh, there's so much that I want 
this year. Um, MacBook Pro. Yeah. <laughs> I want a PS Vita, but that ain't gonna happen. I think, but what I, I really want is because I don't even listen to... I got an iPod, too. That wasn't for Christmas, though. That was a gift to myself because I'm so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't listen to the radio when I'm in the car. Yeah. And, you know, the the SUV I have is, is an older SUV. It predates all the, you know, the iPod before even the iPod came out. Predates modern science. <clears throat> Pretty much. <laughs> and I listen to Pandora, you know, a, a, a lot. Uh, in fact, usually I have, you know, I hope no cops are listening. Um, you know, normally I have my Bluetooth in my right ear and then I have a plug in my left ear listening to music. Yeah. I would like, you know, one of those, um, I can't even think what they're called, but you, you go and you plug it into neither your phone or your iPod or whatever, you set it to a specific radio station, radio station and it comes out your speakers. That's actually what I really want. And if Lacey is just by wild chance listening to this, hint, hint, and double hint, I, that's what I really want. When I get serious satellite radio for your car. Because that's a rich person's service. I don't even have that, okay? No. That's expensive. But it's awesome. But. I, I have an issue with paying for radio. It, it, oh, what? Oh, yeah, never mind. See, because, no, I have the free Pandora. You know, you, you know what you need to get for Christmas? What's that? A brand new car with a built in AUX outlet. And a cable iPod. and an iPod. And it was set. <laughs> You'll be good to go. I don't really like those little those little radio things because they get staticky sometimes. The little things you plug into your iPod and mm-hmm. you plug into the radio. In my car, I have the AUX outlet with the plug. I like that, but not every car has an AUX thing. That's the only problem. And that's what I was saying. You know, it predates all that. Yeah, because it would be just much much easier. Yeah. Um, my poor SUV is, is on its last leg. Yeah, it's about to rest in peace. Yeah, and it's crutches. <laughs> I'll probably end up... Don't be surprised if I buy a new car next year. Yeah. So, yeah, in the near future, you know, I'll probably buy a new car and then um, I'll have all the, the fixings on it. Because I, I... Just the... The, the songs, are the same songs that they play up here. Oh my god. Uh, okay, let me tell you something. At my school, they play, on the floor, they play the radio over the, the speaker system. And whoever works the front desk, that's the radio station. Uh-huh. To whatever they want. Except for anything good, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> they play the same songs four or five times a day. Like, there's this there's one song. I'm sure everybody knows what it is. That Call Me Maybe song by Carly Rae Jepsen. You probably don't know what it is because you don't listen to that type of music. But I hate that song. With passion. Call Me Crazy. But I know that song by heart. Word for word. Because they play it five times a freaking day. No, it's... You don't even need to listen to it five times a day. No, it's like pop. I don't know. It's horrid. It's uh, it's horrid pop, but... Think about a 12-year-old girl that has nothing else to do but think of a song to write. And that's what it it's basically like. a song about. It goes, I okay. It goes, I just met you. This is crazy. Here's my number. So call me baby. And in the video, she basically falls in love with a gay guy or something like that. It's weird. Okay, it's a horrible song. The lyrics are crap. But they, 
I just can't take it anymore. Like, they need to get a clue as to what good music is. I really listen to 991. Rap music and listen to that shit. Um, last time I listened to 991, it was still Art DeVoe. But that was before it was classic. But then again... It's Art LeBeau. Is it Art LeBeau? Yeah. It's been so many years. He still has the stations on. It's on Sundays, I think. Not a station, but a segment. But for me, which is kind of weird, the stuff I listened to when I was a teenager is now becoming classic rock. Yeah. And that that kind of freaks me out. You're like, whoa, man. It wasn't that long ago, I swear. (laughs) I listen to everything. When you put Nirvana and Classic together, that you know, or well, not just Classic, but Nirvana Classic Rock, that's that's like an oxymoron. It just doesn't fit. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like putting a triangle in a circle. You're like, <laughs> I don't, why? <laughs> and you know, like uh, they held that concert uh, a week or two weeks ago. Um, it was on twelve, 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 and. Uh, who was it? Pink Floyd. The remaining members of Pink Floyd. Yeah. They came out and they did, you know, songs and they started comfortably numb. And Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam came out. Really? Wow. And and he he really rocked that song. He did. He just because I haven't heard Eddie Vedder Eddie Vedder in years. Yeah. And he just he nailed it. But to look at him, the the image that I have in my head is mm. completely different from like now. Yeah, you know, because I'm I'm thinking, you know, 1991 Pearl Jam Eddie Vedder, you know, young guy, long. He's the lead singer, right? Yeah. Okay. And you know, he has he's still for for his age, you know, is is long, is probably. Well, he's not going bald like me, so he's got more hair up in the front. <laughs> so it all kind of comes down evenly. Yeah. So it's, it's probably shoulder length, but I remember seeing him. He used to have, like, long, long hair. Yeah. And, of course, he was young. He was in his 20s, so he had that baby face. And to see the 40-something Eddie Vedder, it was like, wow. You're like, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of him, they had a rumor that he was dead for a long time. Really? Yeah. It went out, like, and I believed it. I was like, he's dead? Really? Like, when did he die? Like, where was I? So I like I research into it. Obviously he's not dead because you saw him, but <laughs> yeah, they said he was dead. Everybody's dead. Yeah, everybody's dead. We're all dead. <laughs> the mind prophecies were full. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that kind of made me feel weird, you know, seeing, like I said, the forty-something year old yeah. Eddie Vedder. The Rolling Stones. Holy hell! They got up there and they were saying that they're they're the oldest group that still tours and I was like well you know other than Keith Richards who should look older than any of them because you know he's like cracked out mm-hmm. he does so much blow he should have died back in the 70s but he's still <laughs> kicking and he still looks you know look at Charlie <laughs> but they all look really old I'm like well how old are they yeah. mm-hmm. I looked them and the majority of the, the group are pretty much the same age and they all turn 70 next year. Wow. I'm like, I hope I'm 50, okay? Mm. I, I do. That's 70 and still touring. And, and and you know. And being able to play them instruments? Yeah. And, and you know, I was going to say, Keith Richards is still, you know, he, he's huffing away at it. Yeah. 
That's that's his way of you know felt the youth, man. Just hit that coke hard. I have to go back to Nirvana, but I don't remember what show it was. I can't remember if it was a Family Guy episode or an American Dad episode, but it was one of them. And it was talking about like if uh, Kurt Cobain had never died, uh-huh. or know if he had never done drugs or something like that. <coughs> and it, it it showed like Nirvana, and it said like they were they were recording their ninth album. Mm. And she's uh, Courtney Love comes up and they're like, "Who are you?" She goes, "No." She comes up and she's like, "I'm Courtney Love." They're all, "Who the hell are you?" Like, no, she wasn't popular. <laughs> Nobody knew who she was. If they would, it's like if they still would have been alive, what it would have right. been like. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh though. I was like, "That's." It I was, think it was Family Guy. I think it was Family Guy. I think yeah. Stu was talking about like Nirvana or something. Yeah. Okay, I want to bring this around. We're gonna end, end this on a Christmas note. Any Christmas movies you guys looking forward to seeing? As in. Like ones that already come out or ones that are coming. Any out? Christmas movie, yeah, coming out. They've been out. I can't. Watch I still want to. I still want to see that uh, Harold and Kumar Christmas. I never thing. seen that either. Yeah. Like, I still want to see. When did it come out? Last year, the year last before. Year. See, that's the generation gap because I was thinking, wow, you know, Miracle on 34th Street. That'll, oh my God! No. Be cool. <laughs> or like you know Christmas. what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> or the Christmas Story. No. That's one of my favorites. But First I, of all. Christmas Story has been overplayed. When I was a kid, like not, nine to fourteen, they played that nonstop on ABC, all the freaking time. Not <laughs> even that. No, no, wait, wait. And then he just had okay. The other day, mom comes out here and she's like, "I want to watch a Christmas movie." I'm like, "Don't say Miracle on 34th Street." She tortures me every year and watches that movie every day for the whole month of December, and I can't take it anymore. I can't watch the original and I can't watch the new one. I cannot stand that movie. Another one I'm looking forward to. I actually seen <clears throat> because with the kids, you know, I have it on Disney a lot. Yeah. Or like ABC Family and stuff. Um, they had the Santa Claus one, two, and three. Uh-huh. I I like those. I like Tim Allen. Yeah. Uh, what? I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I enjoyed them. I and mean, that that's something I always look forward to. I'm hoping this year that they're going to do the old-fashioned claymation, you know, like Frosty the Snowman. And Those, I love. They're they're called Christmas classics. Yeah. I, I remember there was this one, because I used to have the tapes for this. <laughs> yeah. There was three sets. My mom bought them for me for Christmas a long time ago. I don't have them anymore, but they had different classic, like the old claymation, like, and the old, they're also animated, like, drawn. Right. The evolution of Robot Chicken. <laughs> and they had this one, and I remember it, it was funny because it was so racist, but it was, I loved it. It was cute. It was, these little kids came to give Santa a Christmas, mm. and they came from all over the world. There was, like, a little kid from Russia, China, Africa, but the, the drawings were so racist, and I was, like, and I was little, I was, like, that's, like, I knew, I was, like, nine. I'm, like, that's so racist, like, even back then. <laughs> I'm sure people have probably seen it. I can't think what it's called. I think it's called Christmas for Santa or something like that. It was like a little mini cartoon. Mm. But I love the original, the Christmas mm. classics. I'm also looking forward to the the release of the Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Um, I seen the the one with Jim Carrey. You know the the new newest one with Jim Carrey. Is that the one they kind of made like Polar Express? Yeah. Okay. Um, I seen that a couple weeks ago. That was pretty good. Um, my personal favorite, and, and you guys are going to laugh, but my absolute favorite version of the Christmas Carol is the Disney character's Christmas Carol. You know, with Mickey. Oh, and, I love that one. I forgot about that. I like that one, too. So, <clears throat> Scrooge was a, 
was the duck. I can't think of his name. Ebenezer. Ebenezer Scrooge was Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. And uh, I'm I. They only play it on Christmas Day, yeah. so I'm actually looking forward to seeing that. What are they playing it on? They're not playing on Disney. Oh, okay, I'll have to watch that. All right, folks, this is it. This is this is the the end of our Christmas show. I hope everybody. I hope all you guys get the presents that you want and all the food you can eat and enjoy your holiday season. Be safe while you're out on the road. And come back next week. We're going to count down. We're literally going to do the 10, 9, 8, all the way to 2013. So I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. And remember, have a happy whatever doesn't offend you. <laughs> have a good night, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Y'all ready for this? I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it.